Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello. My name is Alec Feldman. I do a radio show on Wizard Radio Station every Saturday afternoon from 3 to 5 p.m. UK time. And this is the podcast of that radio show. It's all the best bits without the music, maybe some of the rubbish bits as well, mainly just the whole show, minus the songs. Every week we're going to release it, so you can catch up on what's happened on the show this week. Just one thing to mention, I give out our contact details quite a lot throughout the course of the show, so you'll hear that on this podcast. But obviously, it's a podcast, it's pre-recorded. So if you do send in a message about something I'm talking about to the numbers I say, I mean, I'm not going to read it because it's already happened. It's in the past. It's pre-recorded and no one's going to see it anyway. But here's the worst bit. You might still get charged for it depending on how you send it. And even if you don't get charged for it, it's still a waste of your time. It's a waste of my time. It's a waste of everybody's time. And so I just wouldn't bother. If you would like to join in with the show and send me your stories or play our games, then you can do that just by listening live every Saturday afternoon, 3 to 5 p.m. UK time on Wizard Radio Station. So that's that out of the way. All there is left to say now is enjoy the podcast, subscribe to it, and maybe leave a little review as well saying how great it is. Not if you don't like it, though. If you hate it, don't bother. Thank you very much. Here's the podcast. This is Wizard Radio, and you're listening to Alex Feldman. What? What do you mean it's Alex Feldman with a C? Oh, this is Wizard Radio, and you're listening to Alec with a C. Feldman. Right. London. London. It's been a while. Let me let me think. Um, don't talk to any strangers on the train. Yeah. Okay. Got to remember that. Um, it's dinner, not tea. It's bat bath, not bath. Okay. Okay. I think I've got this. I'm ready. I'm back. I'm home. It's Saturday. It's three o'clock. Now, live from London, Alec Feldman. Hello. How's it going? It's Alec. Hope you're good. Saturday afternoon. Frere Riding's lost without you. Before that, Zara Larson ruined my life. How is it going? Are you good? Are you good? I'm good. I'm home in my own house. It's very nice. I like having my food made for me. It had some really nice smelling, like, clean sheets. Last night, they smelled of like detergent. It was it was great. It's something you you don't really appreciate until you never really wash your own sheets because it's just effort getting them washed and dried, and you only have one set. It's, it's the small stuff like that that you really come to appreciate in your life. And here I am until five. Um, Deirdre's on. Heard about that in the news. Deirdre, yet another storm with a stupid name. I'm sick of storms with like these ridiculous names. It's not cute anymore. They're not even storms. It's just it's just raining a bit. I've already been out today. Like I went for a walk in the park. It was a bit drizzly. Not that bad, all things considered. Let's stop naming the storms, please. And thank you. That is that's the rant to start the show. But otherwise, otherwise I'm I'm in a really good mood. I'm having a lovely time. It's it's almost Christmas. I'm feeling festive now. I'm home. All is good. And we have some Christmas songs on today's show. We have 
I think about four, four or so ish coming up, which is very exciting. You'll hear them soon. Now, let's find out to the music of Craig David what I've been up to for the last seven days of my life. It was Christmas on Sunday, sort of. Not real Christmas, obviously it was 9th of December. It was fake Christmas. My house in Leeds with all my uni friends, we did our like fake Christmas dinner thing. And it was, it was really good. Let me tell you, it was amazing. Um, We got a last minute Christmas tree as well because my mate, he had like somehow had acquired two Christmas trees and he only needed one. So he gave me one for free. I went around to his house, picked it up. We assembled the tree on Sunday and decorated it nicely. And we did loads of cooking. We roasted a whole chicken. I've never, I've never done that before. I was a vegetarian or pescatarian until the age of 18. It was my first ever roast, which was really exciting. And it was great. And we did crackers and we did presents. I got, I got a pack of like quiz trivia question cards and a massive box of Cocoa Pops because, I don't know, I, I quite enjoy eating Cocoa Pops at inappropriate times of day. And so that was that was a banging fake Christmas. And it was really yummy. Lots of nice food. Okay. Monday, I suppose you could sort of technically call it fake Boxing Day, but we didn't do any fake Boxing Day style activities. We didn't, you know, sit around eating leftovers or go to any friends or family or anything like that. But I suppose it was technically our fake boxing day we watched elf on the telly all together the christmas film with will ferrell that was that was pretty much it as far as fake boxing day activities went tuesday was a revolutionary day for a number of reasons um i do some like student radio stuff as well it's not as good as this however i did do one of my favorite things i've ever done on tuesday i wrote a nativity but like a total Mickey take nativity and forced my co-host to perform it with me. And it was, I think it was brilliant. I know I wrote it and I'm biased, but I thought it was really, really funny. And it was pretty much the highlight of my day. But also it was revolutionary because I tried a new type of crisp. I did my show in the morning. I had a lecture. It was lunchtime. I was like, well, feeling really pleased with myself today. I'm going to treat myself and buy some crisps from the union shop. And the weird thing about this shop is they have quite a poor selection of crisps in general they have loads of like weird ones and weird flavors so i was like okay let's be adventurous i had something called a knickknack it was sort of chili flavored they're like they're like little sticks a bit like french fries maybe um and i did a little review <laughs> i sent it to some people on snapchat just me eating this crisp and making my mind up about it the verdict by the way on chili flavored knickknacks um taste is interesting texture is a bit weird and they're, they get loads of like crisp dust on your fingers and it's really sticky and gross. Overall, six out of ten. Wouldn't have again. Wednesday, I went to my last self-defense class before the Christmas break. I'm all over the, the like self-defense now. Can I? Could I actually beat anyone up? Anyone up? No, probably not. But you know, it's fun. You get to punch people. And last week, I got to slap balls people. And Mark, who's the guy who's in charge of it, he's like a proper Yorkshireman, like. Like, he's like, come on, right, line up and run around the room, all that sort of stuff. He's finally learnt my name. After about two or three months of going, he's finally got it. No more, sorry, what's your name again, mate? Or, Greg, is it? Like, no, my name is not Greg. He's finally got it. Alec, he'll have forgotten it by January. But that was, that was a good day. That was Wednesday. I had my last hour of uni for the year on Thursday. It was one hour, that's all I had that day. 
Um, it was like a seminar, like a class type thing. It was actually quite good. Three whole people showed up, which is the worst turnout to date. There was three of us plus the person in charge. It was quite quiet. And I went to Argos. I do quite like Argos. Argos is like a fun shop. You know, you, you probably know what Argos is, but in case you're, you're not in the UK, you won't be familiar. You go in, there's a catalogue, you put in the number, you go pay for it, then they give you your item and they're like, order number 361, please go to your collection point. Because um, I had to had to return something. It was a radio, because obviously I just listened to a load of radio. So I got another one, but it didn't work. It kept turning itself off. So I got it returned for a white one. So happy days. That was Thursday. Friday, really productive day, actually. I went for a run. This is noteworthy because I haven't been for about two months. The last time I went for one, I got incredibly ill afterwards. I don't know whether they were connected, but anyway. Went for that. Felt really fresh and happy with myself. Packed all my stuff up. Got the train home and came home to some some lovely crumble. What a good day that was. And now we're up to Saturday. It is me on Wizard Radio Live until five o'clock coming this afternoon. Um, a while ago, a couple of weeks ago, I think we did a thing called Flake Watch, which name and shame some flakes. We'll be doing that again before four o'clock. I'll tell you about my train journey in slightly more detail because I managed to annoy all of the passengers pretty much. I'll tell you how in about five minutes, actually. Um, M&EK's got a new song I want to talk to you about. I'd like to imagine what it's like when Craig David does Christmas. I went to Poundland and someone made the obvious joke. That's a weird story. I'll I'll explain more after four. Plus, I want to make some names along. We've got a six-second guide and Connect Four to round off this afternoon's show. And now let's let's have a Christmas tune. Kelly Clarkson, this is Underneath the Tree. Best contemporary Christmas song. Fact. Kelly Clarkson, Underneath the Tree, Wizard Radio with Alec Feldman this afternoon. Hi. Uh, what have I got coming up? Jax Jones, Imagine Dragons, Ava Max as well in the next 20 minutes-ish, thereabouts. Um, like I said, got the train back yesterday from Leeds to London, about 2 hours 15, you know, not an insubstantial train journey. And I made all of the passengers hate me, pretty much. I mean, not the entire train, everyone in my immediate vicinity i think was not very happy with with my existence and my train conduct um this is something i'm not proud of that normally i'm a very good train passenger but yesterday circumstances just just happened you know how it does and the result was that i irritated loads of people um my i think the main issue was it was a really busy train and i got on i wasn't like one of the first on i got on fairly late on after most people have boarded right so it was already pretty busy what i wasn't expecting because it's never happened before there was no space in the luggage rack and let me let me paint you a picture imagine this imagine me now imagine me wearing three jackets i've got like a little hoodie jacket then like a denim jacket then a coat so i'm already pretty layered up then add a backpack to that image then add a massive hold all style bag around my neck okay you got that so far then add a laptop bag as well also around my neck and to top it all off then you can add a suitcase a humongous suitcase that was me yesterday i looked very very loaded up very stupid um if i'd had been robbed of all of my possessions on the way to the train station i probably would have deserved it for looking like that but that's that's how i was that is the state i was in when I got on this train just to help the image, right? So I'm heavily clothed, 
heavily like laden like a donkey or something okay that's how i was get on this train i'm sort of i'm running a little bit it's not about to go but i haven't got long and i want to be able to get all like sorted before the train leaves and i was in coach e which turns out was actually quite a long way down the train so i had a little run as well so just imagine everything i just told you me with all the bags and all the jackets but also running down the platform looking a bit stupid getting a bit out of breath right so i get on the train the first door there is for that carriage and i sort of vaguely glance at like the little sticker on the door where it says like which seat numbers are which end and for some reason i thought that i was at the wrong end of the carriage i thought well i don't want to get off i'll just walk down the middle of the aisle it's a really narrow aisle this was a poor decision and this became immediately apparent when i'm trying to get my bag down there which won't fit the right way around so i can't just wheel it down because it's too narrow for that i have to sort of pull it slash kick it whilst i've got all the other bags still on because the luggage holder is full and there's no room for my stuff on there so i get a few seats in i'm walking down basically hitting everyone i go past with multiple bags and sort of going oh sorry 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 about that as you do in the british way i then glance at the seat numbers and see that actually i've already gone past my seat and i don't need to get to the other end of the carriage after all people have followed me down by this point so what i have to do is turn around sort of look at them and go i'm really sorry i'm really sorry but I've screwed up, need to go backwards. And they're all like, oh. So they all shuffle backwards so I can shuffle backwards again, hitting everyone I hit before, again on the way back. They all get hit with bags. Whilst I kick this massive, really, really heavy suitcase backwards towards the little vestibule area again. So I get out there. They all then go past me, so that's fine. Um, I put my bag... I just sort of leave my bag in like the vestibule because there was no space on the rack. So that was kind of annoying. I was like, is this going to fall over? Is this going to be safe? So I'm going to nick this. I take the big hold all. I'm like, okay, I don't know what to do with this. The laptop bag will fit in like the bag area, so that's fine. There's no room in the overhead compartment for my massive hold all. So I have to do it in the hold all above the people behind me. They're all getting annoyed because obviously I'm sort of leaning over them to put this thing in the compartment, which isn't particularly enjoyable if you're just standing there or if you just sat there sort of staring at someone's like stomach in front of you. So I put that up there. I then get to my own seat and there's some, my, I have the window seat, there's someone sat in the aisle seat. So I'm like, oh, bad news, I'm next to you, I'm afraid. And she's sort of like, um, okay, well, do you particularly care about the window seat? Now, of course, the obvious answer there is is no, of course I don't care. Just So then they can just move up and I'll sit in the aisle and there's minimal fuss. That's the logical answer. For some reason, I don't know why I thought this was like the correct answer, why I said this. I was like, um, actually, yeah, I wouldn't mind it. Like, why? Why did I say that? I don't care. I really don't care whether I have the window seat or not. It's not important to me. I mean, I do quite like looking out the window, but like I can survive in the aisle seat and I didn't need the plug or anything. But I just made this I made this poor girl get up so I could sit next to the window. And I was getting in, I was like, I'm really sorry. Normally I have really good train etiquette. I don't know what's happened today. It's just it's all gone wrong. But she was very nice to be there. She was like, oh, it's fine. I know how it is. Everybody's coming back. It's a really busy train. So that's, that's fine. And I was like, it's okay. Don't worry. I won't like speak to you for the whole journey. I have very good train etiquette. So that was that. But it was just really, really stressful. And 
everyone in my immediate vicinity hated me for the entire journey. It wasn't ideal. <laughs> but I got home and they all got off and it was all fine. Nobody like threw things at me <laughs> during the journey or like kicked my seat just to let me know how unwelcome I was. It was all fine. Coming up next, Flake Watch will return after Jax Jones years and years. It's new from them, it's called Play. Wizard Radio, Jax Jones, Play uh, with years and years. This is an incredible coincidence. Do you remember Boltonian Girl, who I live with? She just sent a picture to our, our house group chat of her with a big bag of spicy knickknacks, which are the exciting new crisp I was telling you about earlier. What a chance. I don't think she's listening. I think it's just, just a coincidence. She clearly likes them more than I did. Fair enough. Uh, try them for yourself if you want. Then knickknacks, you can get them in like your newsagent, whatever. Never mind. We're not talking about crisps now. Um, we're talking about flakes, not the chocolate kind. This isn't like the snack hour. That'd be a good feature, actually. Maybe another time. No, we're talking about the kind of person who who doesn't like committing to plans, who or who will make plans and then back out at the last minute. That is what you would call a flake. Um, the act of flaking is like the verb. Flake is an adjective. Um, if you looked it up on like the dictionary, those kind of people are annoying kinds of people because you always get excited about making plans and doing things and they're like, oh, sorry, can't do it. And you're like, well, great. That leaves me with nothing to do. Thanks a billion. And a few weeks ago on the show, I decided I wanted to call call them out, both as a group and also calling out some individuals. I did, I believe, call out the Boltonian girl who I live with, the girl from Bolton, as being a flake. Um, impressively, actually, that very evening, we all went on like a mini house trip to the cinema and she went like she'd agreed to. And I was very impressed that she'd actually committed to a plan and follow through with it. That was very impressive. But um, this week's this week's flake of the week, I think, goes to possibly my friend Toby. Um, he's he's been on the show a few times, not for a while now, but he was he was the guy who. Do you remember the feature, the procrastination diaries? He was very heavily involved with all that. Um, he is being very non-committal about making plans this evening. A group of us are going to see each other because it's been ages because we're now all back home and he's like oh well i might come i might be tired like to be fair to him he works like a nine to five job but still still he should commit to the plans and come out with us this evening so here's this week's potential flake of the week so i thought we could bring this back because it's there's a lot of people who would like to call out their flaky friends so once again i invite you to name and shame the flakes in your life and let me know have they flaked on anything in the past week that you want to call them out on or even just generally the worst time they've ever hung you out to dry and backed out of plans right at the last minute you can name and shame them just send me a message 07807183538 is the number you can text me on or you can send an email as well to station at wizardradio.co.uk or tweet as well at wizardradio let us know the names of your flaky friends. We can put them to shame. We can air them in public just to help them see the light, really, and get over their flaky ways. Because this is the only way they'll learn. The only way they will learn not to be flaky is through public humiliation, I like to think. So, people of the world, rise up against the flakes. Name and shame them. Send them in to me. And we'll do some flake watch after Imagine Dragons and Ava Max. Wizard Radio with Ava Max, Sweet But Psycho, Imagine Dragons, Bad Liar in there as well. Alec here. Hey, hope you are good. It's Saturday. On till five. Billie Eilish is coming up next. 
We are doing um, Flake Watch. It's the feature I like to do every now and again. We did it a few weeks ago where you call out the flakes of the world and name and shame them for being flaky people in the hope that they might, you know, see the light and change their ways and stop being flakes. So, um, who have we got? Alex has been on. My favourite night of the year, every Christmas, is when me and my best friend Anna go to Winter Wonderland. I love Winter Wonderland. It's so magical. And we've known each other since we were in primary school. It's our annual tradition. We were meant to go last night, and she flaked on me. I ended up going with my sister instead, but I'm still mad at her. Anna is a flake. No, you can't break the tradition. So is that is that it for the year? Just no Winter Wonderland? Or are you going to like reschedule? Because if you've already been, does that mean you've already been? Is there more to do at Winter Wonderland? Like, what are you going to do now? Anna, you are a flake and... Furthermore, you are a terrible person. Therefore, you are named and shamed on Flake Watch. You flake. Um, Miriam has also been in touch with Flake Watch. My friend and I go to different unis, but we both came back down to London this week for Christmas. Hey, London, big up. We're meant to meet just at Starbucks near where we live. But guess who flaked on me? I bet it was her friend. I was already there with my frap in hand. God, she's so basic. <laughs> when she WhatsApped me to tell me she couldn't make it anymore. It was so late and I'm low-key fuming. <gasps> what is that? She made you get a frap for nothing. I mean, was it a good was it a good frap? I'm I don't I find it weird saying the word frap. I'm gonna stop saying frap. Was it a good drink? Was it expensive? Was it a waste of your money? I don't know. That's quite bad. I also noticed Miriam hasn't put the name of her friend on that message so we can't name and shame this friend but miriam's friend wherever you are whoever you are just know that you are a flake and you should be ashamed of yourself sammy's been on also getting in touch with flake watch you can do so if um, you're concerned for your own safety you can report flakes anonymously we can also offer that service if you'd like um he says it was one of my friend's birthdays last Sunday, and we all went round to his house to celebrate. I'm not, like, best friends with this guy, so I was kind of only there to see my other friend, who I'm close with. Okay, so far, so, so-so. Guess who flaked, Sammy says. My friend. I only semi-knew everyone else, so it was really awkward, because I was just sat there, standing with these people I'm kind of friends with, but not really. And it was a Sunday night, not a Saturday night, so it was chill as well. Ooh, interesting. That's quite bad. So, I mean, quite interesting how Sammy blagged an invite there. If he's not, like, best friends with the person in question, do you think that he was only there because of the friend? Like, he was only invited because of the friend. Therefore, the expectation would have been for him to not go if his friend can't go. So, ooh, maybe that's a little, like, social faux pas there. Ooh, who knows? But... That is, that is really bad form. Like, ditching you, throwing you to the wolves like that with unknown people that you have to make awkward small talk with. That's, that's not cool. It's really not cool. Bad, bad friend. Again, Sammy hasn't named and shamed this person. But just, just know that I know. I know. And I'm judging you wherever you are. Um, Aaron's been on as well. 
I have a big one for Flake Watch Alec. Wow. We might have to start calling these like Flake 99s. A big flake is a Flake 99, okay? I've just decided. So Aaron has a Flake 99 for us. I agreed with him on but I can't talk. Okay, great. I agreed with one of my mates that he was going to come around tonight to watch a film, have some pizza, you know, just just chill out. Sounds like a nice evening. But then, guess who cancelled on me 10 minutes ago? Wow, that is hot off the, the press. That is a freshly, like, made, min, minted, sealed flake, that is. Sorry, mate. I'm so tired. Can't go out tonight. Can't go out tonight, says um Aaron's friend. What a rubbish excuse. It's not like we were going boxing. We were literally chilling out. I literally turned down other plans as well because he was coming over. Not cool, man, says Aaron. That is that is very flaky. That really is well and truly a flake 99. Um, also, I'm quite interested in this saying, it's not like we were going boxing. Is that a specific example for like Aaron and his friend, do you think? Do they, do they enjoy boxing? Is that what they do together? Or is that just a weird saying that I've never heard before <laughs> to mean like something that's not that extreme like oh it's not like we we're going boxing is that a saying i've definitely never heard it if that was a saying but maybe maybe it'll catch on it's not like we were going boxing excellent we now have one two three four new entrants to flake watch this week you have all been named and shamed if anyone else has a flake feel free to get in touch with the show at any time we will name and shame them that concludes this week's edition of flake watch Ironically, Come Out and Play by Billie Eilish is playing now. Billie Eilish, Come Out and Play, brackets, unless you're a massive flake, close brackets. Wizard Radio, this is Ali Feldman, hey. Um, just some sort of behind-the-scenes info, if you'd like some. Um, during that song, I had a sip of water. That somehow ended up up my nose. And, you know, when you go swimming and you accidentally get water up your nose and it just feels really weird and horrible... That's basically what happened to me, except I'm not swimming. I've just got a tiny little bottle of water. It was it was weird, somewhat unpleasant, but I sneezed and it went away, so that's fine. I've got m &E to play you next. A song called Stop Believing in Santa, which is which is very interesting because there's there's a lot of, of Christmas songs about, you know. Every artist seems to do one. Heard one by Ariana Grande yesterday doing a cover of Last Christmas by Wham. And I thought, Ariana, I love you but this, this really isn't what the world asked for or needs. Um, but yeah, I, I do think modern Christmas is generally not that good on the whole. So it's really heartening to see that M&EK has taken it upon um, himself, herself, themselves. I don't actually know what M&EK is. <laughs> it's like, apparently it's a himself. Okay. He's taken it upon himself to make one, which is, you know... A, a lovely gift to the world one we didn't ask to receive but nonetheless thank you m and ek and i really endorse the message of this song which is stopped believing in santa because i got into trouble once i was how old must i have been i was six years old i was at school and as you can tell i've clearly i've clearly let this one go because that was like 12 years ago um at school, in year two, we're doing, I don't know, some work or other in our table. We're just having the usual year two table conversation. When I, I briefly, just off the cuff, casually mentioned that, like, obviously Santa isn't real. Because we were, we were six years old by this point. 
surely most intelligent people would have come to the conclusion that Santa Claus is not real. I mean, sorry if you're just discovering this bit of information now. If that's new information to you, I mean, actually, I'm not sorry. Like, come on, get rid of it. Get real. But I just casually mention this. Don't think anything of it because I assume, well, obviously, these are all intelligent people. I mean, they're six years old now. Six is really old. They're, they're like big boys and girls now. Obviously, they won't like question this or be offended by this bold statement. Like, of course, Santa's not real. Who would who would think otherwise? But oh my god, the backlash I got from this statement. I remember it to this day. People got very angry. There was huge anger directed at me for even suggesting that Father Christmas might not actually exist and Christmas presents might just be gifts from your parents. Oh my word, I wasn't expecting that sort of onslaught. I really was not. And it got it got very angry on both sides. I was like, obviously he's not real, like prove it. And they were like, no, of course he's real. Got quite angry. Um, the teacher got involved. Then, at this point, I thought the teacher would get involved and say, of course he's right, Santa's not real, everyone shut up and get back to work. Do you know what she said to me? She said, Alec, unless you stop with this now, I'm sending you out. What? This is madness. Sending me out? I'm just a speaker of truth here. You cannot silence the truth. You can try, but my freedom of speech will prevail and the truth will always get out. Santa is not real. How dare you threaten me with being temporarily removed from this classroom for saying that? Um, Of course, I didn't actually say that. I just thought that. Um, I just shut up and we never mentioned it again. But I still haven't let that go. It was 12 years ago. I'm still furious, fuming at that teacher for, for threatening me for just speaking the truth. So that is why this m and song called Stop Believing in Santa is such an important message for the youth of today. I think they should all listen to this song and learn from it. So m and I thank you. This is Stop Believing in Santa. It's on the Apple Christmas ad, that is. Um, M&EK, Stop Believing in Santa, on Wizard Radio, it's Alec. Hey. You got that so wrong, Alec. What? How did I get it wrong? It was the Billie Eilish track. What? That's on the Apple Christmas advert. Not the M&EK song? No, the M&EK song came out yesterday. I thought, hang on, I thought you told me that fact whilst we were talking about the M&EK song. No, we were talking about the Billie Eilish song. At no point did you make it clear that you were talking about Billie Eilish. We weren't. We weren't, hadn't even started speaking about M and E K yet. Are you sure? Pretty sure. Oh, so so what you've you've done there is taken my attempt to sound authoritative and educated about the music and just sort of totally demolish it. There we go. Thank you. Thanks so much for that. <laughs> really appreciate. All right then. It's time for Connect Four. We play this at this time every week. You get four words from the dictionary. They're randomly chosen. You just have to find some way, somehow, to connect these four totally unconnected words, um, usually in the form of a story. That seems to be the pattern we've like settled into. You tell a story, you have to get all four of the words in, somehow, in a way that vaguely makes sense. That's, that's how we do things. Um, to get those words, James Gilmore, once again, will need to make another appearance to correct more factual errors. Hi, yes. Hello. Yeah, I do this. I never even turned my microphone off after that little charade. I was just mm. waiting to jump back in. Well, welcome back to the show. Thank you. Are you ready with the Oxford mini dictionary and thesaurus? Yeah, I think in the new year I might switch it up actually. Get a new dictionary? Well, I do have just the Oxford mini dictionary. 
without the thesaurus. Interesting. Oh, interesting. And then I've got the Oxford Mini Thesaurus as well. I wonder how that would change the game. I think it might change it quite a lot. Because, oh, there'd be new words at the top of the pages. Exactly. Wow. Um, has the dictionary got its own microphone this week so we can all hear it being flicked? No, that didn't really work oh. very well last week. Okay. The dictionary has been demoted back to an off-air role then. Yes, yes. No, uh, a non-speaking part. <laughs> very well. Um, get flicking then, come on. All right, and I'm flicking. He's flicking. And let's stop and get word number one. Okay, word number one, dessert. Dessert. Is that with one S or two? I can never remember. One with two S, sorry. Dessert is one S. Dessert okay. is two. Don't make that mistake. Word one is dessert. Two S's. Let's go again. Okay, flicking. Flick the book. Um, okay, how about you can stop now? Okay. It is... Oh, we've actually already had that word. This one, we see, we had minimum, which we've already done. Ah, that's why we need a new dictionary. Yeah. This one, then, Messiah. <laughs> oh, brilliant. Messiah, which is which is vaguely appropriate, given the festive season we find ourselves in. Yeah, well, I guess vaguely. <laughs> of sorts. Mate, okay, fine. Um, get flicking again, then. Okay, um, all right. And I'm flicking. Uh, okay, stop. Oh, that was short. Um, was. okay. Concentrate. Mm. Concentrate. That can be used in any form of the word. What, like the concentration form and the juice form? Yes. Very nice. So we have desert. No, dessert. Damn it. Dessert. dessert. Two S's. It's dessert. Like pudding. Messiah. Or it could be you are deserted. True. It could. So much potential. Dessert, Messiah, concentrate. Let's have one more then. Come on. Get okay, I'm doing this reverse. Okay. Okay. Um, let's stop now. Oh, okay. This one then. Tactical. Tactical. Interesting. Very interesting indeed. So, your four words on Connect Four are dessert, Messiah, concentrate, tactical. Connect those four words in the most long-winded, random, rambly, silly way you possibly can. Send it in to me, please. 07807 183538 or station at wizardradio.co.uk. One more time. Those words. If you haven't got them yet, write them down. Dessert, Messiah, Concentrate and Tactical. That is Connect 4 for this afternoon. We'll do it properly about 10 to 5 as per usual. And coming next, I've got Jonas Blue for you and Leona Lewis. Right now, it's a minute past four. Time to get the latest news. Live from his parky student room in Leeds City Centre, Alec Feldman on Wizard Radio. Remember the days when people actually cared about who won the X Factor and it was like actually a big cultural phenomenon and the winners of the X Factor actually went on to have like careers in the music industry. That's that's why Leona Lewis exists and she has a Christmas song. It's called One More Sleep. It's it's like a forgotten gem now, I think. Before that, Jonas Blue, Liam Payne, Len Stella, Polaroid. It's Alec on Wizard Radio this afternoon. Hi. Plested coming up. Track called Your Name plays. But before that, I just I don't know how this idea came to me, but I do spend quite a lot of my my life just generally thinking about Craig David as a person. I don't know why. I just really like him inexplicably. This has been going on for a few years now. It's why I play I play a bit of his song every week at the beginning of the show. I just think 
he's a fascinating individual and his tunes are alright as well but mainly just as a person he intrigues me I'd love to meet him one day one day hopefully me and Craig will be brought together and I don't know what I'd talk to him about to be honest but probably just make loads of stupid jokes but anyway I really like Craig and I'm just thinking what what does CD the big man do on Christmas day I'm intrigued and so I just sort of like to imagine what he gets up to now first things first the all-important question what would he normally be doing on Christmas well this year I can tell you that Christmas falls on a now ordinarily Craig Dave would be taking a girl for a drink on Tuesday so maybe maybe he will find some way to incorporate this into his day into his Christmas anyway maybe the drink would be like eggnog or something festive mulled wine potentially but I want to think about like the big stuff who does he have round his house what does he feed them what do they do afterwards so here's what I'm thinking for the Christmas dinner Craig David I think he's a man that really prides himself on his appearance and like I bet he's a bit of a gym lad. He loves the gym. He loves working out, doing weights, all that kind of stuff. I don't think he would just sit there and eat like a full-on roast, turkey, roasties, all that stuff, just like by itself. I can't see it happening. It doesn't strike me as very Craig David. I think what he would do is have all the usual stuff, the turkey, the stuffing, the roast potatoes, the parsnips, but just sort of blend it into like a milkshake form. Maybe stick some protein powder in there as well. Maybe even a mince pie or two, some some Christmas pudding, just for good measure, all in milkshake form. And I can see him just like sipping there at the table, drinking that through a straw. Will his guests be doing the same? I'm thinking yes, actually. I think everyone around the table will just be drinking a Christmas dinner protein shake. As to who would be around this table, I was trying to think. He doesn't he doesn't have like a publicly known partner, I don't think. Um, so I was just thinking about who he's done collabs with before. More recently, you could have Big Nasty. He'd be there. I can't see Big Nasty being too happy about the the Christmas shake business, but I think he might be there. You know, Craig David and Big Nasty all over your Christmas pudding. Um, and if we go back a bit, right back to the beginning, the original, the original Big Nasty of sorts, Artful Dodger off of off of the song Rewind. He might be there. Because you don't really hear from Artful Dodger much anymore. He probably, he probably could do with a quid or two. Maybe he's just invited to Craig's as like an active charity. I don't know. That's what I'm thinking. And then maybe just loads of like random women he's, he's picked up over the course of the year. Maybe he met them all on Mondays. Maybe there can be like 52 women there. One for every Monday of the year. There's an idea. That's, yeah, that's what I'm thinking. 52 women at Craig's house from every Monday of the year. Then they have their Christmas meal, lovely stuff. What do they do after that? I'm thinking no crackers, no naff jokes. They probably won't sit down and watch the Queen. They'll just be, be subjected. No, no. Subject is the wrong word. They'll all enjoy Craig performing his own songs. But Christmasified, um, I have a couple of examples I could just think of off the top of my head. So um, is everyone ready? <clears throat> Ho, ho, ho. When the crowd say Merry Christmas. Ho, ho, ho. When the crowd say Merry, Merry, Merry. You know, and it could go on like that, I'm thinking. Um, alternatively, you can have them. Um, can you fill my stocking? You know, like, fill me in. Sorry, that was terrible singing. I can't quite channel Craig David yet. But that's what I'm thinking. Christmas at Craig's, I think, would be a lovely, a lovely wholesome affair. 
I would love to be a fly on the wall there. This is Plested now, and your name is Wizard Radio. Uh, that was Plested, your name. This is where I earned my credibility back after the M&EK Billie Eilish Apple advert confusion earlier. Because I've, I've looked into Plested. I actually have during that song. And I, I can't believe what I read because it sounds like the sort of thing I would make up in a 60 second guide. But this is actually true. I mean, not that my 60 second guides aren't true, but this is this is definitely true. His first name is Phil. Phil Plested is his name. I'm not joking. That is actually real. And I find that really funny because it does sound like something I'd make up. Apparently he's been around for a while. He wrote for Little Mix. He wrote Touch. And now he's singing himself. That's cool. Plested, your name on Wizard Radio. This is Alec Feldman. I was in Poundland on Thursday. Um, I had some time to kill. I'd finished uni for the year, so I just sort of walked into town. Popped into Poundland because it's one of the only places I can get my, like, my particular type of deodorant, which is like extreme strength, you know. you got to do what you got to do. And I was in there. I was also looking at batteries because I don't have any batteries and they're quite useful things to have. And it's Poundland, they're cheap. So I was like, Ooh, okay. So I'm looking at some batteries and this guy sort of walks up and stands next to me. And he's also looking at batteries. And, and he does that thing, which ordinarily you'd go like, oh, ha, hilarious, what a joke. In Poundland, he goes, here, how much are these batteries? He's from Yorkshire, obviously, it's in Leeds. And I'm thinking, Okay, that's a, that's a stupid question. It's Poundland. Obviously, they're going to be a pound. I'm like, well, I mean, it is Poundland, so they're probably a pound. <laughs> He's like, I mean, yeah, but look, there's a little stuff here. Look at that, like five pound, two pound. And of course, he does make a very good point, which is that Poundland now do sell stuff, which is not a pound. They sell stuff for two pounds and five pounds, which I think is quite controversial. I'm not a fan of that. I don't think it really works. But if that's what they want to give a go, fine. Sell out. Why don't they? And so I'm thinking, well, actually, yeah, he is. He's making a fairly good point. But also, I'm a Londoner. I'm not from Leeds by birth. I'm still slightly uncomfortable with the idea of, you know, just like conversing with random people in public. It doesn't feel right to me. I'm just like, yeah, that's true. But it doesn't say anything, does it? So it probably is a pound. It's like, yeah, but you can never know because look, it says one pound there, but does that apply to this or does it apply to that? What does it really mean? And I'm like, <laughs> I, I, I don't know. I mean, if it doesn't say anything, then that's what, what you can assume. It's like, yeah, but I mean, who's to say? And there's no one to ask, so I don't, I don't bloody know. And I'm like, okay, great. I couldn't quite work out whether he was just like a regular guy conversing or whether he was a bit sort of like senile and angry. He seemed quite angry. That was the vibe I was getting. I didn't want to like wind him up, you know. And I'm just thinking, well, it's probably a pound. If it doesn't say how much something costs in Poundland, you can be fairly certain it's going to cost one pound. So like, let's just say, well, it's probably going to be a pound and just like wander off so he doesn't keep talking to me. So I'm like, yeah, well, I think it's it's definitely going to be a pound, isn't it? If it doesn't specifically say it's not a pound, then it's going to be a pound. So that's that. I walk off. Jobs are good. And one happy customer sorted with... I don't work at Poundland, obviously. I Well, not obviously. I'm just in there helping out. Um, and I was like, fine, whatever. Didn't think any more of it until a few minutes later when I get to the tills and they have another big... You know the, the tills, they have like the big baskets and stuff they're trying to get you to buy? And they had some more identical batteries in there, as well as a massive sign that said two pounds. And I'm just like, ah, oh, bother. After all that, after me thinking he's an idiot, 
um, I actually gave him the wrong advice and they were £2 and he was right, I was wrong and I just need to get out of the shop now before he sees me again and has a go at me because he, he did seem like the type that would have had a go at me for getting it wrong. Um, my, my exit from the shop was somewhat delayed by the insanely irritating self-service checkouts that all have a Santa voice. Most places you can mute the self-service checkouts, not at Poundland, oh no. So you just had Santa going, ho, 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 put your item in the bagging area. Ho, ho. How would you like to pay? And it's like, shut up. And as I was leaving, I said to the person who was sort of manning the tills, you must be so sick of this. And she just looked at me, sort of slightly, slightly dead eyes, you know, when people have just sort of had any enthusiasm for their job torn out of them. She just looked at me, dead eyes, empty. She's like, yep, <laughs> nothing more. It's like, wow. Let's, let's get out of here before the Poundland staff kill someone in rage at the Santas. Or if they don't get me, the old man who I told the batteries with a different price to will. And that was my weird trip to Poundland. Um, Mahalia to play now, featuring Koji Radical. This is One Night Only on Wizard Radio. Mahalia and One Night Only on Wizard Radio. This is Alec Feldman with you. How? What? What was that weird noise I just made? It was, it was, it was sort of half a high. And a half like, how's it going? It just came out like, how? That was weird. Sorry. Hey, <laughs> Juice World is coming up. Before that, um, I've, I've got something I'd like to try with you. This could be really crap. That's like the disclaimer I'm issuing. But I'll explain it to you, right? You know how I said, right at the beginning of the show, I mentioned I wrote a nativity. Like a sort of joke mockery nativity. We performed it on like our my other radio show that's not as good as this one on um, student radio, right? It was like the nativity, but if it took place in the modern day in Yorkshire, in the north of England, that was the theme. I had a lot of fun writing it. If you ask me, it was bloody hilarious. I think it was quite good. So I had a nice time, even if no one else did. And I just sort of forced my team to perform it. As part of this nativity, um, I decided, for no apparent reason, to include the character of Lenny Henry. You know Lenny Henry. He does loads of stuff for comic relief. He was married to Dawn French, if you've ever heard of her. I don't know why you would have, actually, <laughs> for a while. Um, he does children in need stuff. No. Oh, yeah, said that. Comic relief, comedy. That's his thing. He's on the telly. He also does the Premier Inn adverts on the TV, which is why I included him, because, you know, modern-day nativity story, instead of marrying joseph going to some random like hostel or wherever it was they stayed where they stayed in a barn let's have him go to a premier inn in bradford why not and who should be manning the desk in this premier inn but the man himself lenny henry off of the adverts and so i decided i was going to play the part of lenny henry in my own nativity where i wrote in lenny henry um and i was trying to work out what lenny henry's accent would be i'm fairly certain it was like a sort of midlands accent but i didn't want to sound stupid so i did google him and got up his wikipedia page and i found out that lenny henry is in fact from uh, the west midlands is from a place called dudley where i have actually been i've had the misfortune to go to dudley once there's not much there except a massive shopping center um shout out to you if you live in dudley sorry for insulting your hometown but the key part of this story is that i'm on his wikipedia page the Wikipedia page for Lenny Henry, right? And I noticed something unbelievable under the name section, because Lenny Henry is not really called Lenny Henry. His real name, his full name, Lenworth George Henry. Now, the bit I was most mind blown of all of that is that Lenny 
is short for Lenworth. I had no idea. Is this is everyone called Lenny actually called Lenworth? Is that a thing? I thought because yeah, I thought it was short for like Leonard, but Lenworth I really like. Just sounds so much more like distinguished than Leonard. Lenworth George Henry. It could be descended from aristocracy with a name like Lenworth. But I just got a bit carried away with this and started trying to make other names longer. Um, I came up with um, Scott, the name Scott. That sounds quite abrupt. What What is it short for? I think it should be short for Scotland. So anyone who's called Scott, their full name is actually Scotland. Um, what other short names are there that could be made long? I'm trying to think. I can't think of any others off the top of my head. Can you? Would you like to help me and just make a name longer? Or if it is already longer, improve on it. So like, you know, Bob. Bob's short for Robert. It's like a nickname. But why not Bobbert? Bobberthy. You could, you could go mad with this. This could be really rubbish or really funny. It all sort of depends on you. Can you make a name longer for me? Um, 07807 183 538 is the number to do so. Or you can tweet me at WizRadio. Or send an email to station at wizardradio.co.uk. Just, just make a name longer. <laughs> Add something on the end to make it sound funny or silly that's basically what i'm asking you to do this is this is high quality content trust me (laughs) all right um so we'll do some of them in a bit i'll play juice world next as well juice world i think deserve to be to be more well known they've been on they had that other song didn't they lucid dreams now i think it's time for us to find out more about the person or people behind juice world so i've done some research this is all factually correct um unlike the factual correctness of my plested fact where his name is like phil or something this is this is a different type of factually accurate okay just just bear with me this is my six second guide to juice world juice world is a subscription service offering its members a healthy lifestyle by sending them seven whole bottles of juice a week as well as juice recipes health tips and a glossy magazine all about juice it's one of the latest brands to offer this sort of home meal plan, a bit like sort of a graze box. It's not cheap, £20 a month, but it's very popular amongst the yummy mummies of Highgate and the trendy hipsters of Camden. At launch, they did have some issues. It turns out sending juice in the post isn't easy because juice is liquid, um, made all the packaging soggy. Soon, however, the creator of Juice World, Mr. Mr. Dave Berry, obviously because juice, had an epiphany in his sleep. He realised he could put the juice in a bottle then screw the lid on that would stop the juice from leaking he was so amazed by the solution appearing in his sleep that he made sure he was he was aware whilst he was dreaming he was thinking but he was still asleep he took a mental note it was a lucid dream <laughs> and that's juice world in 60 seconds alec feldman comedy bronze at least or your money back wizard radio that was Mark Ronson, Miley Cyrus, nothing breaks like a heart and juice world, armed and dangerous before it. It's Alec. Um, oh man, I've just been looking at these these messages. They're, they're really good. I told you the shocking news that the name Lenny, as in Lenny Henry, is short for Lenworth. And I've just basically asked you to make some names longer. And I mean, incredible uptake, incredible content, really. Um, Harley has been on. Jeff can become Jeffemiah. <laughs> um, they've put in brackets like Jeremiah. Yeah, I, I did. I did get that, but but thanks, Jeffemiah. <laughs> Great one. Um, Harley has also given me another one of their own name. Harley can become 
harlot, like harlot, like, oh, you're a harlot off of Shakespeare. Nice. Very nice. So thank you, harlot, for those those messages. Grace has turned Sally into Salandria. That's nice. That sounds like a mythical kingdom, almost. Nick Cassandra, that's a long one to start with, becomes Cassandra. I'm going to, hang on. Cassandria on what? That's a really difficult one to read. Cassandrianria. Cassandrianria. That's a mouthful, but okay, fine. We can work with that. Cassandra becomes Cassandrianria-ish, something like that. Lucas Ted can become Tedworth. Yes, I'm a big fan of that. Chelsea says Mark can become Mauritius, like the country. Yeah, it sort of works. It's also just reminded me that when I was a lot younger, my cousin used to refer to me as Aloysius, which is one of the most obnoxious nicknames I've ever heard in my life. I I hated it, but there you go. Mark can become Mauritius. Alec can become Aloysius, if you so wish. I really don't. Please don't ever start your messages with that. (laughs) Hi, Aloysius. No, not happening. You won't get read out if you do that. Amelia, Nina can become Ninanthia. Bob can become Bobbert. Yeah, I said that one, but nice one, Lewis, anyway. <laughs> Charlie says Megan can become Mega Skull. Louise says Jojo can become Josiaphus. Very nice. Larry can become Langston from Paige. I like that one. That one sounds very, very distinguished indeed. Mike can become Milligan, like like Mulligan. What? I don't understand that one from Josh. What? What? What is Mulligan a name? And it is like Mook. Is Mook short for Mulligan? And so Mike is short for Milligan. Is that that how it works? I don't know. Um, Evie says Bob can become SpongeBob SquarePants. Yeah. Nice. Harrison says Finley can become Finlicious. I think that's how it's supposed to be pronounced. Okay. And Ethan, Jamie, can become Jamelia. Yeah, that actually works. It's like. Because, like, Jamie's usually... Not always, actually. Usually a boy's name. Jamelia's, like, a girl's name. They can be, like, the equivalent. Like, you know, Joseph and Joanna. Jamie and Jamelia. This is either really entertaining or I'm talking absolute rubbish. But I'm having a nice time. These are really entertaining me. It's, it's high quality like this. Which is the reason that, you know, I'm I'm still here. And, <laughs> and other people are doing National Breakfast shows, I think. Stuff like this, probably. But... <laughs> Thank you for humouring me with this with this stuff. I found them genuinely quite funny. So thank you very much to, to all of you involved. Special thanks to Harlot again for getting in touch. Quality stuff. Um, Connect 4 is coming up after a Christmas song from Train. It's called Shake Up Christmas. It's Wizard Radio with Alec Feldman. That was Train and Shake Up Christmas. Um, Mars Mikulski's coming up at 5 o'clock with all your hip-hop R&B needs. Um, and also play the new one from Seep with Bastille, which is which is cool. Coming up after Connect Four, which is on now. Before four o'clock, I gave you the words Dessert, Messiah, Concentrate, and Tactical, and invited you to connect them through the medium of a story, which incorporates all four of those words. Um, as per you've you've done what I asked. I think these get longer each week, which is not a complaint. You know, the longer the better if we can all keep track. So um, we better get on with these, partly because I'm really bursting for a wee. So, you know, the sooner I finish this, the sooner I can go to the toilet. <laughs> That's how it works. Shannon is the first one today. 
she has made this entry into Connect Four. <clears throat> Last night, I was so hungry that I knew I was never, no, that I was going to need to have a full three course dinner, starter, main course, and pudding. No, I'm joking. Dessert. Ha, funny. I came home and was very tactical. As I put some soup on for my starter, I had a slice of bread. I didn't want to eat too much or I wouldn't be hungry enough to have my three course meal. Um, I just concentrated, I'll come back to that, on my cooking. So I wasn't thinking about how hungry I was, to be honest. Anyway, after I finished my soup, just before I started making my main course, my flat friend came in and asked me if I wanted to finish the other half of his pizza. He was literally my messiah. He came in and saved the day. I just had a chocolate bar for dessert because I wasn't too hungry after the pizza. I did like that. One thing I would like to call Shannon out on is the use of the word concentrated instead of concentrate, which was the original word. Now, this issue did come up last week. I think the ruling I made on the issue as the sort of the maker up of the rules for this game as we go along was that it's allowed, but your entry will be considered slightly lesser compared to one that doesn't modify the word like that. But nonetheless, a noble, a noble attempt. I quite enjoyed hearing about your your fictional three course meal. So a good start. And it was all, you know, it was laid out in like a logical way. I liked the narrative. It was all incorporated. Nothing sounded out of place. Very good. Very good indeed. Holly, I've had my mock exams over the last few weeks. I think I did awfully. Oh, no. The exams weren't spaced out. So I literally had like two exams every day for a week and then nothing more. No, uh, no, no. Then more exams the week after. That's it. It made it hard to concentrate. Nice. Got it in properly on my revision, knowing how much revision I had to do. The only thing that got me through the whole time was my mum, who every night was like my messiah and brought me in some cake for dessert. She really saved the day every time. Oh, I've just noticed another one. I was thinking, did you get tactical in there? And Holly did, but again, she modified the word to make it tactically. I feel like by making that ruling, I did open up the floodgates to people changing the words. But, you know, again, it's valid. It, it just counts slightly less. But again, a nice, a nice effort. Ellis. Oh, brilliant. <laughs> he says, this is a story for your flake watch, Alec. Brilliant. Is it a real story? I can never quite tell when people send these in, whether they're totally fabricated or whether they're like based in reality. But hey, Ellis says, this is an entry for flake watch. So let's, let's get back into flake watch mode. <clears throat> flake watch. My mate deserted me last week before one of my mock exams. <laughs> Clever. Again, a modification. Deserted, but fine. I was speaking to him outside the exam, looking at my textbooks. And he was just sitting there concentrating, or so I thought. It turns out he had tactically walked away without me noticing, and I must have been there for like two minutes just talking to myself. I felt like such an idiot. I also have another theory, you see. This friend usually comes in very handy. It's just one of those people who are like, if you need your phone charging, always has a portable charger on them. Or, when you're lonely, he's just there, in time for you to talk to. So maybe, just maybe, he's actually the messiah. Interesting. Um, once again... Ellis, I think three out of the four words were modified in some way. Um, which, you know, like I said, allowed, but not as good. So, fair enough. Also, um, Ellis's friend, you are a flake. You have been named and shamed. Welcome to Flake Watch. Thank you very much. Back into Connect Four mode. Annie is the last one we have time for today. I was at the bakery last week, picking up some rolls for lunch. Ooh. 
I feel like when you buy rolls at bakery, you have to be quite tactical mm-hmm. about which rolls you choose. For example, I never buy the rolls at the front, but I kind of reach the back, reach the back of the bunch because I think it's more hygienic. That's actually quite clever. I agree with you there. Anyway, I also bought some cakes for dessert and a large pretzel because I just really like them. This was a lot to carry at once, and as I was queuing up to pay, I nearly dropped anything. It was so close, but then this man literally caught all of my bread rolls before they hit the ground. It was magical. I thought he might have been the messiah or something. Anyway, I thanked him, and then I paid and had a very carb-heavy lunch, aka the best kind of lunch, if you ask me. Nice. Um, I'm just checking through that. Annie, I don't think modified any of the words although hmm, was concentrate in there i'm having a look i think annie might have missed out i'm just double checking yeah abby missed out concentrate from that abby annie i meant annie wow this is an interesting selection this week i don't know who to crown as the champion because everybody has in some way lost points either for not getting all the words in annie which i think might be a first or for modifying them so annie i think i mean just sorry annie i like the story and i did like the tip about the bread rolls and picking them on from the back that was very good but not quite fulfilling the rules of the game so annie you are you're out this week sorry ellis i think ellis modified three of the words to make them fit in holly i think did one or two maybe what yeah holly did one Shannon did one. So which one do I like more? Do I like Shannon's story, which was about the full three-course dinner and the pizza? Or Holly's, which was about the mock exams and the concentrating and mum bringing cake for pudding? Um, I think... I think I'm going to go with Shannon. Shannon can be crowned the winner of Urban Countdown this week. Well done, Shannon. That brings us nicely to the end of the show. It is almost time for me to go. I can finally get off to the toilet and do a wee, which I wanted to do for the last like 20 minutes. So that's good news. Um, I'll leave you in the very capable hands of Marlon Tukulski and I'll be back next Saturday, 3 p.m. for yet another show. This is Stephen Bastille with Grip. Alec Feldman on Wizard Radio. Saturdays, 3 till 5. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather now at ChompaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply.